0: Jim Meskiman is the son of American TV mum Marion Ross, who's become the actor that Hollywood is turning to to appear in historic or recognisable characters, currently playing Senator Edward Gurney in Gaslit and now portraying Phil Donahue in Welcome to
1: Chippendales.
0: And Jim's on the line with us here. How are you doing today?
1: I'm well, Toby, very well. Thank you for having me on your show. Yes, happy Thanksgiving
0: and all of that as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the big feast day. So my wife is busy cooking away. Everybody's (laughs) preparing stuff. Big day.
0: I don't really know what Thanksgiving is, but it seems exciting. I don't know
1: either, you know, but um, (laughs) it's one of these things that just becomes a kind of a ritual habit and you can't back out of it.
0: (laughs) So you're playing Phil Donahue in the new series, Welcome to the Chippendales. What can you tell us about your role?
1: Well, I mean, that's about it. The Chippendales dancers (laughs) are, of course, a kind of a, a worldwide phenomenon on or, yeah. or or been for quite some time you know what's what's wrong with muscular guys dancing around with their shirts off i i, I do it at home all the time yeah, uh, and uh, <laughs> so part of their uh, story includes their introduction to American audiences, and that apparently occurred in the early '90s on the Phil Donahue show. So they're dramatizing part of that, and I, I worked on the on the show uh, uh, as Phil Donahue, which was not an impression that I that I knew I had in my wheelhouse, but uh, it it, be, it became uh, very valuable to have it. So uh, yeah. you know, I'm a I'm an impressionist actor, so every now and then I play, as you mentioned, uh, you know, characters. That are that are actual people. I played uh, uh, the late Johnny Carson several times uh, mm. on camera and off, uh, and I've played um, uh, Senator Edward Gurney in Gaslit, who was not a terribly well-known uh, figure, but uh, I still did my research on it. And now I've uh, played Phil Donahue. So uh, and and I played <laughs> one or two others, you know, and and a lot of presidents. I play a lot of. Yeah. President says Richard Nixon is uh, is very much coin of the realm in fiction these days, and uh, uh, the people are exploring that period of history very very minutely. And so yeah. it's it's yeah. good to be able to whip out your Nixon
0: and to play somebody like Phil Donahue. Is the research quite easy because there'll be loads of footage of him? to watch and learn on.
1: Yeah, exactly. His, in that case, yeah, yeah, there was hours and hours of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Edward Gurney, not so much. Uh, uh, in the Watergate uh, trials, I found precious little, few little moments of him. You'd think there'd be more of of, of everybody, but um, uh, anyway, and his character wasn't necessarily someone that, you know, people remember vividly anyway. So it, yeah. uh, the fidelity to his accent and things like that was just something I i took my best swing at and um you know i think we did a we did a pretty good job
0: is there a bit of a pressure because some people might be familiar with watching phil donahue on the telly and they need to recognize him in your character
1: i don't think anyone's going to have a, any problem <laughs> <recognizing> <laughs> phil donahue luckily he had a very characteristic look manner mm. and his show looked a certain way and i uh, spoke a certain way he was a very just a very forthright kind of uh kind of announcer kind of a guy you know it was uh, uh to me sounds uh very much like a lot of guys did uh, yeah. in in professional speaking and uh, but i also had a very friendly kind of human approach as well so um that's i don't feel any pressure at all thank you
0: <laughs> you seem to be going from role to role at the moment is this just a good time at the moment or are you always getting stuff <laughs>
1: It's been a good year, a good couple of years, actually. Wretched, of course, on the social front with the pandemic. But uh, professionally, it's, you know, for whatever reason, it's been very good. Uh, I audition. I audition for every pretty much every decent job I've ever had. I've had to earn it. And uh, by, you know, by by basically, you know, an audition is a funny kind of creature. It's a uh, it is a performance. And I think a, a lot of actors don't appreciate that. It's not a you're not coming hat in hand and and begging. You're creating a character as fully as you can within the time limits and and what you're provided and um and you're saying hey this is how i would do it yeah. and uh, do you want do you want to buy it basically uh, if if so it, it, it's for sale so <laughs> so i always try to prepare a as full a performance as possible i learn the part mm-hmm. i don't hold a script i um, i don't really go all out too much with the costuming because that seems a little forced but i mm-hmm. um i do you know approximate uh, the character what they would wear and uh, and i work the audition quite a bit here at home because this is where we are all my auditions now is at home mm. uh and i work it until i'm very satisfied that yeah that's that's what i was thinking that's what i would like to offer and and so luckily I, this year and last year i've had quite a few times when people agreed that, that that wouldn't be a bad way to do it how many auditions do you do per year that's a good question uh, i don't know i think it's in <laughs> the the order of magnitude of dozens wow yeah. but i also do a lot of i do many more of of uh voiceover auditions so for yeah. video games commercials I do a fair amount of commercial work for uh, the KFC brand as a Colonel Sanders and I don't know if your listeners are familiar with that particular product it's a kind of yeah. chicken that comes in a bucket
0: yeah. it's the life of an actor really I think a lot of people would be terrified doing dozens of job interviews a yeah. year so are auditions maybe less nerve-wracking or even more nerve-wracking I guess maybe you've got used to it by now
1: yeah after 10,000 or so auditions or I don't even know how many I mean 35 yeah. years I I look at auditions as being an opportunity it's kind of like a sales call mm-hmm. uh you know I I the more you have actually the easier it gets because you don't have a lot of attention on them you can't remember them all mm-hmm. when you only have one a month then that one is so critical you know and you're like oh my god you know I cannot make a mistake yeah that's when the pressure is worse and that's when it's really uncomfortable but the more you have and busy actors have tons I know people in the voiceover trade that do 50 a week wow. uh, They are you know Just never out of their uh, booth uh, They're constantly auditioning Or, or working And um, you know I've had busy times like that In my career too So I, I, when things get busy you're just It's just like a flow It's just like a nice flow and You just keep it going You don't have too much attention on it Work is coming in and out. Auditions are coming in and out. It's when they get scarce <laughs> that that it's uncomfortable. That's that's not so good.
0: Yeah, I guess it's if you don't ask, you don't get. And I suppose it pays off doing all those auditions. You'll get the work.
1: Yeah, and and it it doesn't often come from even where you auditioned. I you know yeah. I uh, I I participate obviously in a lot of auditions in, every week. But I don't necessarily expect to get a response to any of them. But I know that I will work; that something will come in. You know, like uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I did a tremendous amount of auditions, and I thought, well, you know, there's two or three here that I'd really, I'd really be interested in getting. Uh, And then I got work from a completely different area. I got Mm an audio book. I do a lot of audio books, and those are also fun to do, and you know, you can make a little bit of money and. Uh, It is acting. um, And uh, that popped in, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's what that all added up to. All those. Auditions, all those opportunities, all those invitations that I sent out, basically. Hey, uh, I'm here and I'm available. And and the universe spat back (laughs) something completely disrelated at me. Yeah. Do you get
0: lots of audiobook roles because you're so good at impressions?
1: I have in the past, sure. There have been times when I did. But now I think I just... uh, I do a lot of nonfiction, which doesn't involve a lot of uh, impressions, really. I I just narrated uh, earlier this year a wonderful book about the beginning of the Motion Picture Academy how it started and, you know, where the Oscars originated and and their amazing history. It's called The Academy and the Award. And it was fascinating. I didn't have to do any voice but this one. So it was easy to read, fascinating. I love it. I love to read. So it's nice to be paid for it.
0: Yes. It sounds like it takes an awful lot of work. I mean, if it is a fiction book, a big novel that must take hours and hours and all sorts of Corrections.
1: Yeah. uh, The the sequence is you 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 get the book and you record it and then uh, it usually takes...
0: uh... I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites.
2: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com
3: slash host
1: about one and a half to two times as long to actually do it in other words if you have a book yeah. that's going to wind up being in the end 10 hours it probably took you 15 of, of recording to do it because you know mm. you make mistakes and, and you stop and you you know, you you sound a little phlegmy after lunch and you cough yeah. and then the, the weed, the, the leaf blowers go or the dogs bark, <laughs> uh, you know, and you have to stop. So it, it could take you 15 hours. It could take you if you're if you're not skilled or if the if the book is complicated and has a lot of difficult language that really isn't doesn't flow off the tongue trippingly. Uh, then it could take you 20 hours. Um, yeah. So that, that takes time. And then, yeah, you get corrections afterwards because there are things where you inverted words or you said, someone said, oh, you know, this this word is actually pronounced this way or the author yeah. would yeah. like you to say it this way, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. So then you go back and <laughs> fix them all. But uh, it's 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 if it's a good book, if it's an interesting book, uh, then it's fun and you feel good about it. I'm in the middle of a novel right now, actually, uh, that I'm doing just before the end of the year that I'm enjoying enormously. Mm-hmm. It's easy to read. It's an interesting story. It's a mystery. I don't yet know how it's gonna turn out, so it keeps me very engaged. But I have done other audiobooks that involve impressions, and then I you know I don't hold back. I try to do them as accurately as I can, and it's fun.
0: Yeah. Have you ever done an impression where that person has been in the room with you?
1: Rarely. I uh yeah, not not so much. Uh, I I have I've told the story before, but I, yeah. I you know I w- I've kind of got a policy to not do impressions for the celebrities who I'm impersonating or the people I'm impersonating, just in the same way that you wouldn't come up to a friend or a family member and imitate their voice to them, you know, in an overt sort of way. <laughs> there's, there's no profit to it. You know, you, you're, other people might think it was amusing, but the target that person would probably be a little bit disappointed in you, you know, a little offended. It's hard, you know, it's it's hard. We don't like to hear our voice spat back at us by by others and uh you know, and part of that is based on the fact that we don't hear our voice the way other people do.
0: Yeah.
1: You're in you're in broadcasting. How long have you been doing uh, your show?
0: This show in particular 2 years, but radio as a whole 10 years.
1: Yeah. So you've had an opportunity to hear and get used to your recorded voice quite a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't have that luxury. So when they hear their voice recorded they recoil they don't like it It's mm. it sounds weird and foreign to them I mean you possibly remember long long ago before you were used to it how your recorded voice made you feel
0: yeah it's true isn't it I think now I mean you're probably the same doing audiobooks and voiceovers and stuff now you don't really think about it anymore but yeah when you first hear your recorded voice you're like what I think you sound a bit lower to yourself than you actually do in the recording don't you that's
1: right your voice sounds warmer fuller more I don't know just more nicer you know (laughs) because it's coming through the the channel is this whole your whole body and your chest and your head and you know it sounds great and then when you hear it recorded it sounds thin and weedy (laughs) and brittle and kind of like this isn't me it's nasal and weird and everybody I've talked to about it has had the same experience the difference is is that you and I uh, and other people in this field have gone on to uh, to listen to ourselves for better or for worse for for decades. And we are now it no longer bothers us because we're familiar. We know we understand there's a difference, you know, but most people just, you know, they don't feel that way. So that's a long way of expressing why I don't do impressions for uh, other people to their face, because that's not how they sound to them. So you could do a really spot on impression of somebody. And they would go, "Mm, yeah, that's not how I hear it. Yeah.
0: If it's somebody very well known, do you think they've got used to their voice? I don't know if presidents and the king or whatever ever watch their speeches back. But if they did,
1: maybe they would be used to their voice. That's true. That's true. That may be the case with some, for sure.
0: Now, you've actually as well launched your own online course called How to Become a Working Actor. Right. What kind of things do you teach on the course?
1: I teach not acting per se, because acting is an art form and it's, uh, it is possible to teach it uh, with videos and, uh, and eBooks, but it's not my, not my calling. What I teach is what I've learned over 35 years of being a working actor, how to keep it all going. Uh, My mom was Mm. a, was a working actress. I observed what she was doing and I added my own experience to it. And I, you know, I really paid attention to what I was doing to keep the train on the tracks. So, to speak and you know, it's it's super challenging because you could get one or two really good jobs yeah, uh, and wonder, well, how did I get that? I don't know how I, I don't know. I auditioned for it and I got it. And, uh, you know, how do you make that lightning strike again? Uh, and there are ways to do it, but not everybody knows what they are. And so I started a course where I outlined really everything I could think of that would be helpful to another actor or performer or, or artist in general uh, to keep the career going and keep it building. Because uh, that's yeah. really the, the toughest thing. I mean, a lot of people can make a big splash. And, you know, history of entertainment is full of people that made a huge splash in their 20s. And then they just, one reason or another, <laughs> you just yeah. the next thing you know, they're like 70. And you found out, what, what, what have they been doing all this time? <laughs> oh, they live in a one-room apartment with five cats. And, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> that is true, isn't it? Sometimes you hear about people that uh, were close to giving up acting, but then got a great role and didn't. And then other people that have quit acting because they're just, maybe fed up of the hustle of it yeah so it is maybe important to have a way of staying positive and keeping the roles coming
1: yeah so that's what my course is it's uh, various videos and an ebook or two about uh, what you can do on a practical level to begin a career and to keep it rolling.
0: Well, what else are you working on at the moment? Is there anything coming up that you're allowed to talk about?
1: Yes, I have a show uh, that is going to launch any day now. Ooh. Uh, we did it early in the year. It's a series with the very talented Chris O'Dowd. If you know that comedian, he's an Irish comic uh, yeah. and an actor. Uh, he was on The the IT Crowd, which I'm I'm watching now with my wife, and we just scream with laughter. Uh, Chris O'Dowd stars in The Big Door Prize, and I am a recurring character in that show. So uh, I am really looking forward to the world seeing that show. It's going to be super funny and interesting. It's about a a small town in America where a very high-tech fortune-telling machine suddenly appears in a... In a small grocery store, and it purports to tell you using all kinds of high tech metrics. Uh, it tells you what your real purpose in life is, <laughs> Ooh. and fits out this little card that says, "You, you know, you may be working as a, you know, as a newscaster or a podcast guy, but you really should be an acrobat, you know." And <laughs> uh, anyway, it's it's it shows how this town reacts to that, how people change their lives abruptly. It's it's very funny and ironic and and cool. So that uh, is called the Big Door Prize. It's yeah. named after a book of the same title And uh, it's, it's going to launch any day now And I'm very excited about yeah. that I think it's going to be super fun
0: That sounds so exciting I can't wait to see it Yeah, it'll be on Apple Apple TV Oh, yes Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you And find all your videos and things?
1: Well, my uh, work is, of course, on YouTube And I've lately become a TikTok star oh. And you can find me on my name, Jim Meskiman where I uh, have some fun impressions content. There are also little videos that I shoot of my mother because she's so cute. She's mm. 94 and uh, your viewers know her from happy days but she's she's just a treasure and uh, I just put something up yesterday because she was peeling potatoes for oh. Thanksgiving and you know when you see a cute 94 year old lady peeling potatoes you got to do a video right?
0: Yes. That was a good Shrek impression by the way. Oh thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yes
1: and many thanks for joining us. It's been great to have you on the show my pleasure thanks so much toby take care
2: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm, hello fresh